Hey everyone, welcome to Still With You. I am your host, Coley Browning, and I am beyond excited that you are here joining me for another episode of the podcast. Before introducing the friend for this week's episode, I want to share that the music that you're hearing in the background is an original for my friend, Christine Masing. You can find more of her music and ways to connect with her through her website, christinemasing.com. We have arrived to the month of July, and today I am celebrating our nation's birthday along with a friend of mine who is an active duty service member in the United States military. Lieutenant Kara Seawright of the U.S. Air Force is here, the first airman to the show. I am so excited about this. Kara is a friend of mine that I met this past fall through another friend of the show, Nikki Howard. We all love Nikki. I was immediately impressed by Kara's independent spirit, her heart for mentorship and prioritizing that in her life, and obviously her bravery in her military career. Kara has been serving in the U.S. Air Force for over a year, and our conversation was all kinds of fun. And anytime I'm around Kara, I feel connected to Jesus. She has a way of loving people unconditionally. That is something to be admired. I hope you guys enjoy this episode just as much as I did. Please welcome to the show my red, white, and blonde friend, Kara Seawright. I am so excited because I have never interviewed a female service member before, and I've never interviewed anyone who is currently serving in the Air Force or even prior to serving in the Air Force, so you have the first here. (laughs) I'm excited too. Thanks for having me. You are from Arizona, currently living in Pensacola. Have you always lived in Arizona, or is that where you're originally from? Yeah, I'm originally from Arizona. Never moved away until I left for the Air Force, so it's only been, I guess, just over a year, a couple months past a year, that I have lived away from Arizona. And you even went to school in Mm -hmm. Grand Canyon? Yep, I went to Grand Canyon University. It's in Phoenix. So I lived pretty much in downtown Phoenix, like, throughout college. But prior to that, lived, like, North Phoenix and in, like, a suburb area outside of Phoenix, but... What did you study while you were at GCU? I got my undergrad in communications, and I actually stayed for a fifth year and got my master's in leadership. Why communications? I switched my major a couple times, like, but within my freshman year, like everyone does. Um, I think mostly because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I actually had a lot of fun with it. Like, the communications department at my school was very close-knit, I took some fun classes. I really loved it. My reason for asking that is because I feel like your life from getting to know you is like kind of a puzzle where you have communications or, and then you are also, you did dance for so many years, (laughs) dance and cheer, and then you have Air Force. And then we talk about you possibly, your job's going to be where you'll be on a plane doing navigation or whatever you end up doing. And it's so interesting that I feel like you are so diverse. And when people look at you, they don't probably give you enough credit for all that you're able to do. <laughs> it's pretty random. Oh, and you're um, an Enneagram expert, like that kind of stuff too. I do love the Enneagram. Yeah. It's yeah. been fun. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, I guess it's all been pretty random, but I've loved all of it. That's for sure. What about dance and cheer? When did you start mm-hmm. doing that? Yeah. So I danced at GCU for five years because I stayed for that fifth year and got to dance for a fifth year while I was getting my master's. And I loved it. Like, I could not say enough about it. I think to this day, I mean, I'm sure there's really fun things to come with being in the Air Force, but it's like my favorite thing that I've done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The team, like every single year was so great. And I have learned so much and met so many people because of it that I will be friends with for forever. And um, but did you start doing that very young, right? I started dancing 
two or three or whatever. I didn't get super serious about it until probably middle school. Okay. I did a lot of theater growing up, and at one point finally had to choose between dance and theater. I did not know this. So I did plays all growing up, and then eventually chose to dance competitively instead. What was the role that you played that you loved? Our director that owned the studio that I went to, he wrote a play called Butterfly's Day. There was a Katie Did and a Katie Didn't. I think it was Katie Did. I don't really remember, but that was probably my favorite. I loved that play. and That's so cool. I had no idea. Would you have a favorite play? I mean, I feel pretty fortunate to have been able to see as many plays like on Broadway as I feel like I have. Wicked was for sure one of my favorites, which I feel like is a pretty like cliche answer, but it was so good. A couple months ago, I saw Dear Evan Hansen. It's pretty emotional, but it was it was really good. I'm also like super easily entertained, so I will love pretty much anything <laughs> that I see, but I love still seeing plays. Okay, so then you get your master's and then you join the Air Force? Or did you get your master's while you were serving? No, so I, I did it before. <laughs> Getting into the Air Force was a very long process for me, like four years long. Long story short, I wanted to do ROTC. That's how I like started. And I started ROTC my sophomore year of college and did it for a year. And it ended up like not working out. I applied for OTS, which is officer training school, mm-hmm. my senior year of college. And it's like basically a year from when you apply to finding out whether or not you get in. I submitted my application and then it wasn't until after I actually graduated that I found out that I didn't get in. So I had to decide what I wanted to do from there. And I decided that I wanted to apply one more time. So that's why I stayed. Because again, it was like a year long process to apply for OTS again. Wow. So I applied and decided that I wanted to get my master's in dance for a fifth year while I was waiting basically to hear back from that. And then that time I got selected. And then it was about another year, I think, after finishing school before I actually left for OTS. Why did you want the Air Force? I really always just feel like I have to tell people that God put it on my heart because mm-hmm. I don't we don't I don't have any family or immediate family anyway that's in the military. One of my really good friends went to the Air Force Academy, but she's the only one really that I know mm-hmm. or especially then that I knew that was in the military. Something in me like my sophomore year of college decided that's what I wanted to do for whatever reason. And that's like the only answer I have is I always just end up having to tell people that God put it on my heart because I like can't give anyone else or anything else credit for it because it kind of came out of nowhere. Honestly, I don't I don't know what sparked it other than that. What did your friends say? What did your family say? Because um, you had to stick pretty strong in that answer for four for long years <laughs> and just say, yes, I'm going to continue to pursue this. You could have ducked out of any time. Yeah. But you didn't. Have. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't remember I, I guess what most people said when I was telling when I told them. I I am interested though in that question now. I kinda want to know what my if any of my friends were shocked when I told them. I do remember telling my coach who so she was the coach at my coach at GCU and still is like my mentor in life, which you know I remember telling her that I wanted to do ROTC. She was probably the first person I told, and we were, like, on a bus um, (laughs) waiting for... We were doing a Christmas parade that morning, and it was super early. We had to get there really early and then wait for, like, forever for the parade to actually start, and we were just sitting on the bus, and I was like, so, um, I think I want to start ROTC, and she was like, oh, okay, so, like, 
you're not trying out next year? And I was like, no, like I am, you know, <laughs> like I, I still want to. <laughs> I'm going to do dance so and I'm going to do ROTC. We, yeah, yeah, thankfully she was really great with that and helped me work it out so that I could do both, even though it didn't end up working out. But I, I mean, everyone was really supportive all the way through. I, I think if any, if nothing else, it's good that I don't remember anyone being like, this stupid, don't do it, you know, but um, through those four years, like everyone got really invested by the time I feel like I got selected. I think it was a relief to a lot of people. I was still on the team at the time when I finally found out. So they were all invested. I like my friends that I've had since childhood yeah. were invested and church people like it became this whole thing, I feel like. So uh, I had a lot of support, which was really awesome. Did you sign up for four years? Six, six, which okay. doesn't wow. start until I leave here. So when I graduate from this training in Pensacola, then my six years will start. Which we should explain that that you're here for yes, training. Yes, I'm now. here. In, I'm here in Pensacola yeah. for training, and I'll probably be done around September. Whenever I graduate from here, whenever I get my wings, is what they call it. Um, that's when my commitment starts. So six years from this fall, at some point. Did it become real to oh. you of what you were doing when? When they start talking about things like, okay, this is what you're going to pack for your basic training and this is the school you go to, like, what were you thinking versus like, oh, I'm putting my college life behind me and going into this new season that your words, God called me into no other reason. I can't believe that you have no family that is not military affiliated because even my husband and my brother have grandfathers. Mm -hmm. I find it so interesting that this popped up on the yeah. surface for you. Clearly it's it's God. You <laughs> for know. sure. Yeah. So even after I got selected, it was like I said, like about a year before I left. So I worked a normal job in between then, like after finishing my mm-hmm. masters and then and then going. I feel like when I left for OTS I still actually had like almost no idea what my actual job was gonna be, even though I I did find out when I got selected. I did find out what my job was, but I didn't really have a good understanding of what that actually meant, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing for me, probably when things started feeling real, was leaving my friends and, like, my people. Like, I have the best people that I'm super thankful for, and so that was, like, definitely hard. And I, I had one of my best friends from childhood got married, and I was in her wedding the night before... I had to leave to start driving out to Alabama, which is where OTS was. So I was in her wedding. And then the next morning, I had three other friends who are friends from church throughout the years that they all are married and all have kids. And they all literally dropped their lives to drive out to Alabama with me. So we road tripped. Yeah, so they they yeah, they were like totally down for a road trip. It was really fun. But yeah, so we took like three days, I think, to drive out to Alabama and then they flew home. And yeah, it was crazy though. I think definitely leaving my my friends and my people was like for sure the hardest part. I've seen those goodbyes yeah, literally yeah, first you would hand. Know. Yeah. And granted I was not the person they were dropping off, but we have dropped off people many for times sure, and yeah. it's the hardest thing. That's the thing that I don't think people understand about the culture. There's so much unknown, even with the fact of, you know, there's a lot of injuries, even in trainings that people mm-hmm. don't understand. And so there's the the fear of that. But just like the pure not having the people that you had in your life right. on both sides, you and the people who leave you, it's so hard. How did God move in that season in your life? He was moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was doing stuff. He was really doing stuff. <laughs> um, probably, I guess, six months. I mean, it's just barely been over a year, like I said. And I feel like things are 
just now finally starting to feel normal, like not living in Phoenix. But the first six months I moved around a lot too, which didn't maybe help. And it wasn't fun. Like the training at at first was hard and I was like, this is not fun. (laughs) So um, yeah, so I ended up like I was in Alabama for two months and then I moved here, but was only here for about a month before I had to go Pueblo, Colorado for a month. And then I had to go to Spokane, Washington for a month, all within the first like six months of moving away. Which I feel like does a lot to you emotionally, which is exhausting. Like I'm here that like, where do I settle in? Where can I finally like grow? Yeah, so I haven't really settled. I've always been very independent and I've also always like really loved to travel. I don't know why I didn't think up until right when I left that leaving my friends or whatever would be really hard for me, but it was it was way harder than I expected. And I feel like I struggled with that a lot after I left and it was like for a while that I struggled with it. That's I I don't know how people do this without Jesus. Like seriously, like I don't know how other people do it. In a positive sense, like, it made me sure that I was doing this for God, because if not, like, I would have quit, <laughs> like, so many mm-hmm. times, and, like, wanted to go home so many times, and I also felt really bad about that, because I had wanted this for four years. That whole time, obviously, was really confusing, like, I thought God had put it on my heart, but it kept not working out, so I was like, what the heck, like, what's going on? Which, of course, like, his timing was perfect for it all. But then, after I finally got to leave and do what I had been wanting to do for so long, like, it, like, sucked, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> iced um, coffee almost iced spilled. coffee almost spilled. We're good. Um, honestly, it was, like, praying prayers of, like, I will keep doing this as long as I know that it's your will for me. But if, like, you wanted to, like, kick me out or something, like, I'd be cool with that, you know, like, right at the start. Like, that's wow. that was really, yeah. like, how I felt. And I would pray that all the time, knowing, like, full well how he felt and, like, or how it was part of his plan and that he wasn't going to change his mind about that. Not that I, in any shape or form, would compare myself to Jesus, but, like, reading through that passage uh, a lot of times of, of him, like, just praying that this, like, cup would pass. I didn't want to do it, and I, and then on top of everything, kind of felt bad about that because I had wanted this for so long and then finally got it and then was, like, wishing that I couldn't, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, didn't want to do it. I mean, I am still, like, super grateful for it and know that it will be awesome. And I am much more adjusted and I'm enjoying it much more than in those first couple months. Was there ever a story or a moment where you were given a God wink, something that was kind of almost over the top of him being like, Kara, relax right now? (laughs) I think more than anything, like, I just kind of had constant smaller reminders of that. It felt for a while that I would get, like, really wrapped up in the emotions of, I don't even, I don't even know. Like I was just sad for a long time and was like, why? Like, I don't, I don't know why I'm, (laughs) I don't know why I'm so sad, you know? More than anything, I think I've always been literally in awe of all the people that God's put in my life and all the people I have back in Phoenix. And they were totally there through all of that. And I'm super lucky to have like kept really good communication with a lot of them. More people than I would have thought living across the country. And of course, throughout all those months, like I would call my mentor like all the time and basically just cry over FaceTime for of course she was great and super encouraging and always reminded me of we know that this is part of God's plan like we worked for it for so long so yeah you talk about your mentor being such a huge role in your life do you think everyone needs a mentor for sure and I think that can look different like I think well let me back up I think everyone needs a mentor and I think that everyone should mentor someone okay I think that yeah both of those can look really different sometimes I I think it's like super consistent 
and I, I think you can have multiple mentors and mentees. Um, cause like I have a lot of friends who are in a stage or two of life ahead of me who I've never necessarily asked, like, will you be my mentor? But I learn from them all the time mm-hmm. and ask them things all the time. So it can look more like that, or it could be more structured and more consistent. And then same as far as like you being mentoring someone else. I always learn a lot more when I'm mentoring someone else. And really, yeah, I, I especially anytime that I would kind of get to do that for friends or teammates throughout college, when we would make it a little bit more structured as far as having like an actual Bible study or something, because you like, as the one leading it you feel like you need to come prepared, you know, and it it Mm -hmm. just kind of challenges you. And if they're like super willing to ask questions and things like that, like it's, it's just more for you to learn, even if you don't know the answer, like you can figure it out together. But like, I don't feel like I'm necessarily directly or like mentoring anyone in a very structured way right now. But I mean, neither. I'm not direct. I'm, but other people are mentoring me right now. That's yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's awesome. And I didn't realize how much I needed a mentor. And the thing I love about having a mentor, which I feel like I have two or three, and some are married. So I have, since I'm married, like I have that voice. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that are girlfriends of mine that are a bit, a little bit older than me. And so I get different aspects. But the one thing that I think not many people realize about mentor is that there can be unbiased. Whereas if you turn to your family or someone that you are Mm -hmm. a little bit closer with, you might get a tainted advice just because they love you so much. And this is me personally speaking from experience where you turn to a mentor, they're going to love you, but they're also going to have a different perspective where they're not going to be as attached where it could be an unhealthy piece of advice. Is that your experience? That's mine. I've loved it for that reason. (laughs) I think kind of what you were saying, how you have multiple different Mm -hmm. people or your like advice comes from different places. I think that that is super great. I think a lot of the people that I would say that I look up to or mentor me one way or another, aside from my mentor that I obviously asked to be my mentor, I feel like they probably wouldn't even know. Yeah. I feel like they mentor me, you know, and I actually had a really kind of out of the blue random conversation last night with someone that I like really look up to. And I I mean, I didn't expect to have that conversation last night, you know, and I doubt that they did either. But it like, it meant something totally to you. like, Lieutenant, this is Miss Pat. I have a dead battery in the front oh my of my house and I don't have any jumping cables. If there's a lieutenant in this like never hey. happens. Can we leave that in there? That's sure. awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. So, did she say lieutenant? Yeah. So everyone who lives in here, are, we're all like first lieutenant. I have a car lieutenants. battery that needs to be. She's like this super cute. She's so sweet. She's Wait, the sweetest lady ever. Miss Pat yeah. is she the kind of thin lady who She's always, like tiny? Yes, who always sometimes will stand out here. I've met Miss Pat. She's yes. the cutest. She always plays with Bentley when we go walking. Oh, we'll, really? Yeah. She's so sweet. She works in this building, and she, anytime you see her, she's, like, very adamant about making sure that you're doing okay. Well, and she calls you her people. Like, like her, yeah, she says, kid. like, making sure my she, kids graduate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I first moved in, I swear I heard her say so many times within the first couple of days that, like, she has kids that are our age, and she just wants to... I don't know. Like, she's so sweet. She's oh, so that's cute. awesome. That she's is... always... Every time I see her, she's like, if you need anything, you just let me know. Like, yes. she's so cute. Yeah. 
nobody ever comes over that loudspeaker. So the fact that that just happened, like, while we were recording, I can't even believe that. <laughs> That's awesome. No, we're keeping that in there because okay. that is – because I know her. Like, she's – I know. She's, she's so, so sweet. And, oh, yeah. She's so cute. Yeah, and I literally don't even see her that often, but she has told me that, like, I make sure my kids are good while mm-hmm. they're here training. Like, that's that's cool. She's I love that. sweet, yeah. So, yeah, we were just talking about mentors – I don't good really stuff. remember what I was saying. No, mentors just good that it's, I think that it's cool that you said you learn more while you're mentoring someone. I haven't had a lot of experience with mentoring someone, but mm-hmm. then when you put it in perspective of that, the mentor might not even know that they're being a mentor. Yeah. I feel like I've had maybe a little bit of dabbling in yeah, that. Yeah, I think it can look a ton of different ways. Because I've had people call and... me for advice. You for know? sure, yeah, and, so and they wouldn't I'm, do that uh-huh. if they didn't think of you in that way. So yeah. I do miss like the more... I was actually just talking about this with Nikki the other day. Um, Nikki Howard. Yes. Yeah. We all love Nikki. Yeah. We were both kind of saying that we kind of miss that or wish we had that. But with me, like, not being here for that much longer, I don't want to, like, dive into a super, I don't want to say deep relationship. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to start investing in somebody, not for my sake, but for theirs. Like, I would hate to, like, mm-hmm. start something and just be like, hey, you know, like, gotta go. But Peace out. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but, like, I think different. Like, I still try and keep in contact with a lot of girls that are still on the team at GCU or and like my girls that are used to be my high schoolers that are now sophomores and juniors in college which is insane yeah Yeah, I think it can look all kinds of ways one of the things I've never asked you and I want to know is um how did you come to know Jesus I don't have like a big you don't have to I just want to know (laughs) Um, I grew up going to church kind of off and on kind of like every other weekend sort of thing. Um, uh-huh. My mom and stepdad would go and usually my dad wouldn't. And so uh, on the weekends with my mom, I would go or sometimes my dad would drop me off and I'd go. It was just, it was pretty random um, until I got into high school. But like, I just always grew up in the church. I went to the same church from, I don't know, like 2001 or something until I moved away from Phoenix, which I love that church still. So I don't have a big aha moment. I, I think that I just kind of grew up with it, but also throughout growing up with it, I I don't think anything was super structured for me. So I feel like that whole time I was kind of getting to find my faith on my own, which I, which I appreciate. And I I definitely had, you know, like I had a high school leader as well and learned from people along the way for sure. I don't have a a big moment of... You don't need a big moment. I think that from what I'm learning and know from your story is that God sticks with you like for the four years thing and then you how you even said that is just there was no real structure it was just like I was just learning from God I still am I like I mean I know that we all always are but I never had a big aha moment of like meeting Jesus for the first time because I just kind of grew up with it but I still have all these big aha moments of learning something about him or his plan or what I thought I knew or you know like you know he's always (laughs) doing something yeah what has changed since you've lived in Pensacola because you are so involved with your church family. Like you spent Thanksgiving with Wayne and Sue. (laughs) With Wayne and Sue. Yeah. Yeah. They are awesome. Um, probably the biggest thing, like this being the first place that I really lived, even though I kind of bounced around in the beginning, like I mentioned, I think being here and getting involved with Liberty pretty quickly. Um, cause you're helping with youth group too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, that and like just getting to meet so many great people here from Liberty and outside, like from um, other, you know, meeting people yeah. other places has given me like a lot of hope for wherever I go next. You know, like I think 
I'm going to be moving around a lot, I'm sure, throughout this career. So mm-hmm. having such a good experience here and like meeting so many really awesome people, like just kind of gives me hope and reminds me that there's like great people everywhere, you know? And so yeah. like, and keeping in good contact with all my people back home has been like amazing too. And I know that I'm going to have them moving forward as well, of course, but I've just gotten to meet so many people since being here and it's been awesome. And it, even though it's going to be sad when I have to leave, it just has given me hope for the next place that I'm just going to meet other yeah. great people. You know, like God has great people everywhere. So this city has a weird way of being a launching pad for the next season of your life. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people who I talk to, they all come to Pensacola and learn something about themselves or God moves mm-hmm. radically here and then they're sent out or they stay, which is a big thing I yeah. keep hearing is a lot of people stay. I think it's so cool how Liberty especially, but I, other churches too, how they've really, instead of pushing away that many people are not going to be here for a while, they've really adapted mm-hmm. and had open palms about that and are yeah. like, what can we do? And if anything, it makes it feel like a hub to me, honestly, of like, we have connections all across the world yeah. because we live here in Pensacola, Florida. Someone told me that when I first, I don't even remember who it was, but when I like first moved here and first went to Liberty, maybe it was Nikki, honestly, I don't know, but someone said, like, Liberty has a really great way of, like, taking you in and making you feel at home, like, while you're here, but knowing most people who come to Pensacola are going to leave because it's such a military town, Um, but a lot of them do come back, like you said, and so, and it's cool, yeah, people are, like, coming and going all the time, which is hard in some aspects, I think, for for some people, but it's also really great. You get to meet a lot of cool people. So that is something I was not expecting when I moved here. I yeah. thought that it would be a little bit more closed off and it is so open to yeah. moving and changing. And I love that. This episode of still with you is sponsored by Tropical the label from the beach to the streets, their statement tees have been curated for the girl who prides in the pure bliss of her southern paradise, the Gulf Coast. Tropical the label is creatively breaking boundaries of passe beachwear. Use the code STILLWITHYOU15 to receive 15% off your entire purchase at Tropical the label. Their emerald royal pineapple tees is a favorite of mine, and you can find all of this at tropicalthelabel.com. Again, use the code still with you for 15% off your entire order when you visit tropicalthelabel.com. I am so embarrassed we have not even said what your job is. Like what <laughs> what do you do for the Air Force? Um, Why are you here training? It's uh it's don't don't be embarrassed. It's not super easy to follow, so it's hard to keep track no of i just should have asked that at the beginning because they're they're probably listening being like well what does she do <laughs> so what do you do Kara? um i barely know what i do um <laughs> so i have an overarching title of it's called a combat systems officer was kind of like the role that i was selected for when yeah. i got into ots which can go a couple of different ways like i was explaining to you so they when we first got here we were kind of learning general like aspects of that job most simply put, like, I'm in a plane, but I'm not a pilot. We did have to learn a lot about aviation and navigation and stuff like that, um, even though we're not pilots. But we do still get to be in a plane. We get to fly, which is awesome. And then that's kind of broken down into four different tracks is what they call it. But 
it, the way I explain it is kind of like a specialization of this combat systems officer job. And so I just recently found out that my specific job is going to be a navigator. So I'm not sure what plane I will be on yet or where I'm going to live next, but it's pretty much just like what it sounds is navigating, helping the pilots get to where we need to go and while you, they keep the plane in the air. You mentioned that that will consist of you'll probably deploy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm excited for. I want to be, I don't know, as involved as I can in like doing, doing the job. So I will be, I think, excited to deploy. So do you have any cool. fears with what you have been trained to do? Not so far. I still think partially we might not know what to expect, you know, until we yeah. actually get there. And then I'm sure any fears that might come along with it might not yeah. come until we're actually doing it or we're actually about to do it. But so far, I'm just excited to be involved. Like, I'm thankful that I have such an involved job. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thankful to be in a rated position is what they call it if you're anything basically in the flying community. And so that that is cool to me because that's... When I applied, I didn't, I don't think I thought I would be doing that. I just initially wanted to be in the Air Force. I really didn't know what that meant. And I really didn't know like what my job was going to be, or I didn't even have a job in mind specifically that I wanted. And I never really wanted to be a pilot specifically. So like people would always ask like, oh, are you going to the Air Force because you want to be a pilot? And I'm like, no, I just want to be in the Air Force. Like, (laughs) That's a generic thing that the more you dive into military culture, you realize that there's so many people in the Air Force that aren't pilots. We can all be pilots. (laughs) Did you ever feel that someone didn't take you seriously? Your coworkers or that's not necessarily a question that I want to ask, but I know people are thinking it because uh, we joked about it earlier, but like red, white, and blonde and like, (laughs) you know, and you know, dance. Has anyone ever kind of looked down on you for things that I see as strengths because I love diversity and I think, you know, I don't see them as weaknesses, but has anyone ever kind of um, been like, what? Thankfully, no. That's good. I think, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, thankfully, no. I think that, or maybe they have and I'm just oblivious. That could also be the case. I kind of think that if you don't let people think that or give people a reason to think that, then they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, they they won't, hopefully. I mean, I work with mostly boys, so they, they give me a hard time all the Which time. Which is the reason why sure. I'm asking that. I just was curious. Yeah, no, none of none of the guys that I work with, none of the guys in my class have ever discredited me in uh-huh. any way. I mean, they give me a hard time for a lot of things, but we all give each other a hard time, mm-hmm. and luckily, no. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Thank you for your service. Like, I know that sounds so... Because I knew you were going to laugh. That's why I'm like, I'm going to say it. But seriously, you're like... You're serving, too. You're married to someone. That is the biggest <laughs> joke. Like, I don't do hard... I don't do anything. And I feel so embarrassed when people say that. But sincerely, like, thank you so much. Because honestly, people don't realize how much you have to give and sacrifice. They have no clue. And I don't have a clue, even, because I'm not serving. Especially since this episode is coming out around the 4th of July. I hope Mm -hmm. people take a moment to realize how fortunate they are to live in a country where they don't have to worry about being protected because Mm -hmm. they are being protected in this moment by people like yourself. Sincerely, just like, I really do mean that when I say thank you. Thank you. Thanks for your support. The other thing that I want to ask is, do you have a favorite 4th of July memory? We don't necessarily have any traditions or anything. I think the past two years I actually have spent Fourth of July with the same group of friends, which has been fun. I remember one Fourth of July. I'm at least I'm pretty sure it was Fourth of July. I guess okay. it could have been New Year's. Being in Oklahoma, like my dad's whole side of the family's from Oklahoma. 
we were out there for Fourth of July. My aunt, his sister, has like a big pasture, like a lot of acres. Yeah. We were just shooting off fireworks, and I do remember one time. I think it was me that did this. Maybe it was one of my cousins. I'm not sure. But putting the firework in backwards, like upside down, so it shot into the ground and so up in the air. What did and it we, do? It, it was the weirdest thing I've ever. <laughs> like you felt it, like in your chest. So we had a piece of plywood or whatever that was just on top of the grass that we were setting the fireworks off from and there was a huge like perfect circle through the wood because it shot through the wood and into the ground and I don't know what it I don't know if it was just the impact or what but it like hit you in the chest like almost like did you feel it in your feet though too or it just hit you in your chest yeah it was just so weird I don't nobody like obviously we didn't know we put it in backwards so nobody expected anything like that to happen like I think everyone was just really there for that it was when you pull up the plywood like that's that's it was (laughs) we I feel like if more than anything we were just like like what just happened yeah nobody really knew but um There was actually one year I was leaving America, ironically, on... I think this may have happened multiple years. um, Wait, was this when you were going to China? Africa. Okay, because I've seen that you've been to China, too. I have been to China. Um, I think probably two years at least that we were going to Kenya is where we would go. We left on the 4th, so we were, like, leaving America Uh on the 4th. And I remember one year my friend who was leading the trip made, like, 4th of July or, like, America red, white, and blue cupcakes and brought them to the airport, and we all just kind of thought it was very ironic that we were leaving America on the 4th of July to go somewhere else. Happy birthday. Goodbye. Yeah, bye. This episode of Still With You is sponsored by Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. Quinn Sharp is an artist and designer who makes handmade jewelry inspired by the ocean and elements of nature. She is also a friend and fellow military wife. This week, she is offering 20% off her entire collection when you use the code STILLWITHYOU at checkout. You can do this by visiting quinsharp.com. Again, this is a 20% off your entire order when you use the code STILLWITHYOU. Each piece in her collection is curated to perfection. I love her inverted teardrop hoop earrings and her wire wrap rings. Again, visit quinsharp.com and use the code STILLWITHYOU to receive 20% off your entire order. quinsharp.com What do you feel like God has kind of specialized you in? Like, you feel like you do really well. And obviously, I think mentoring, because you really have, you see the importance in that. Similarly, I've always enjoyed leadership opportunities Uh and have always loved the concept of servant leadership and just being able to lead in that way of serving the people that you are leading or mentoring and kind of impacting that way and more so setting an example than anything and like doing it very humbly and just being real like that's one of the things that I appreciate the most about the people in my life that I look up to is that we're just that they're just real and normal and yeah don't have you know don't pretend to be anything else and I think that's important for younger people to see like I would hope that anybody who 
that I've had the chance to mentor or whatever, like, I would hope that that would be something kind of that they take away is that, like, we're all just out here trying to make it, you know? Like, yeah. I'm no different, so. Just because I'm older or just because I have the career I do does not mean that I'm any less, yeah. like, not as scared as you are or fear right. things that you fear, you know? Yeah, and just having, I think, like, a super realistic idea or, like, trying to have a, a realistic example of, like, loving people and things like that, that there's really, like... Yeah. No condition there, you know? Like, I think that that is... I, just well, being real in that sense. Well, like, I see being, Bob Goff on your bookshelf, so oh, it sounds man. like you've just done... I feel I like you're Bob. talking Bob Goff language right now when you're, like, that the realistic thing of It's a good compliment. Of, Thank yeah. you. Um, I, yeah, I love Bob. Did you know I called him when I finished reading Everybody did Always? Did he answer? He answered. No way. Yeah, he did. And I said, oh my goodness, I didn't think that you'd actually answer. And he was like, well, of course I'd answer. Oh my gosh. What did, did you I, guys talk about it? Or like, did you guys talk I about it? I just something? talked for about 30 seconds because I started crying. And I just said, thank you so much for writing this because I needed it. And I was going through some stuff with friends where I probably was being a little too dramatic, but Mm -hmm. it had really broke my heart just Mm -hmm. on a few levels of being rejected. Mm -hmm. That book really helped me through that season. And then also going back and thinking about all the things I've learned with that has helped me like with thinking about evangelizing Mm -hmm. and like you're talking about the gritty real life of loving people for the next 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a huge Bob fan. Bob all the way. He's a seven, and you're a seven. Yeah, that's right. He is a seven. <laughs> yeah. I love his style of writing, too, because it is so... Um, it's simple, but complex, and deep, but at the same time, like, I get it. You know, it's, yeah. it's all the things. Yeah, that's one thing I've always loved about... I I mean, I, th- I think I've read Love Does probably five times, read or listened to mm-hmm. it, like, five times. And that's... Kind of what I mean, I guess, by realistic is like that his idea of loving people is like every, everything in his book is so simple. Like it's not always easy to do, but the idea is so simple. And that's something I appreciate too about I feel like all the, the crazy things that he's done and all those crazy stories in his book started out with something so simple, like find a need and fill it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he didn't expect maybe for it to turn into as crazy or as big of a thing that it did but like god did that you know like he was just being simple and trying to fill the need or like love the people or whatever and then god turned it into something crazy and then he has all these crazy stories about being like a ugandan (laughs) diplomat or whatever like and so yeah yeah i don't know i think that's do you ever think that that's possibly what god's doing in your life where you literally said a simple yes to joining the air force and do you feel when you are praying about your life that there's things that he's preparing for you now that are maybe going to be bigger in the future than what this is here i like to think so i mean i hope so (laughs) yeah Um, it's just interesting hearing your story that you know i pursued this for four years and you know you could have quit really easily then you come here which you know god is doing things in pensacola and it's interesting that you're and then that definitely is something i thought about a lot especially through all of the applying and getting denied process of trying to get into the air force um it is like it starts so simple and it's it was just all about him just saying yes you know to to the things that he could Mm -hmm. which you did too you said yes (laughs) and um i'm sure bob is much better than i am about not getting caught up in my own plans or my own 
glory in some instances or whatever, you know, the case may be. But, um, yeah, I, I hope so. My um, mentor and I have always talked about the big plans and we capitalize it like it's it's a thing. We've made it a thing. And so, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know what they are, but um, she has been always adamant that like God has big plans for my life as I'm sure he does for everybody yeah that's just kind of something that we've always held on to referred back to like anytime there's been a setback or you know anything like that or just like big plans like I mean she is constantly having to remind me that it's still a thing and that it's still gonna happen well then I feel like that's my confirmation that I'm glad I asked that question because that is it is a thing like I think mm -hmm. you should own it, Kara. <laughs> we we <laughs> capitalize with a capital yeah, B. Yeah, 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 we capitalize it. It's a thing. I just feel like you're doing a good job of recognizing what God's doing and also just trying to be really intentional and not missing out on any of that. Thank you. I just want to honor that in you. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Okay, on a lighter note, I want to talk about Ride Society because okay. why are you into cycling? Like, you have... When they opened, you bought the membership and are yeah. doing all the things. So so people know there is a cycling studio called Ride Society in mm -hmm. Pensacola, and it is so cool. And you just got on board. Like, why? The short answer is for sure the people, like the community. I had done spin classes before, but not super regularly. Like, that wasn't necessarily my choice workout before coming mm -hmm. to Pensacola. Part of it, as far as, like, signing up was location and like just the vibe like I, I love being yeah. downtown on Palafox because yes. it's like if I didn't have to live here I would for sure live downtown like I'm much more of a city person and I loved just the vibe of that street and even more specifically Ride Society because it felt like familiar it felt like as close to anything city like that I was going to get probably in Pensacola and and location as far as like it's not very far from base you yeah know? so that was helpful as far as signing up but pro like the reason I stayed is for sure um, the people like between Liberty and then Riot Society like that's definitely where I met some of my first Pensacola friends and. Claire, who owns Ride Society, and then yeah. a couple other people there. We've got to get Claire on the podcast. I would you love should to. Totally. I told her that we were doing this because when you when you told me that you wanted to give like a Ride Society plug, I totally told her about it. She thought that it was super cute and super awesome, obviously. But yeah, you should. She's, Let's get Claire's Claire on awesome. the pod. Yeah, Claire is so she's... awesome. Her and other people from Ride Society have been super yeah. like inclusive, and like I have enjoyed hanging out with them outside of Ride Society. And even when I first got to Pensacola and first started at Ride Society, like, Claire was very, like, you know, wanted to know my story, and she's really awesome, and it was great that she was one of the first people that I met here, and, and then have just made more friends Which is so Ride interesting, Society. because you love New York, and she spent time, she in, spent New York, a lot of time in New York, and yeah. I think that's so cool how God connects people like that, and how also, again, to point to the diversity of Pensacola, that mm -hmm. there's people from, with, from all walks of life, from, from different backgrounds, and who left and came back and all those things. I think that's so cool, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's so... She's awesome, for sure. Why cycling, though? I know you love the community, but mm -hmm. what is it? What? How is that changing? Because I've done a few cycling things right. with, with them. It, to me, is like, does a little bit of an inner work in me, because mm -hmm. just, you get to go in a dark room and listen to music, just kind of relax. And I love that they have, say no cell phones. I think yeah. that's so smart. Agreed. 
I mean, the workout itself is great. Like, I don't run. I hate running, like, so much. And so I don't... Oh, yeah, we walked the 5K, remember We that? walked the 5K, <laughs> yes. If if Wayne <laughs> listens to this, he... We always joke about how we don't run, because they walk... He walked with us, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I, so I hate running, but I know that I need cardio, obviously. For me, it's a really fun way to get it, and I, in a way that I don't have to think about it. Like, someone else is, you know, like, guiding the workout, and you're riding to the beat of the music so which I enjoy because I enjoy music and also like in the way that you don't have to think about it so much is great and and the whole thing is like a production which I know is one of the things that Claire loves about it and is why it's so great because she has a background in production and each class is like a full-on production with the lights and the music and the room is dark which is great every class there's a meditation song is what they yep. call it. So mm-hmm. I love it. I love that it's so free. You can do it however you want. And for me, I do use that song to pray every time. And I, I think that sometimes those are some of my favorite prayers that I end up praying in really? that class because like, I know I only have the next two minutes or whatever it is. And so I just like start praying for whatever pops into my head. And sometimes it's totally random, but it, it always feels pretty intentional to me and sincere because I don't have enough time to even like, you know, sometimes you get caught up in like how you're wording what you're praying for or things like that. And in that moment, I just like kind of keep rambling off as much as I can, as much as I can, like as whatever pops into my head in those two minutes, your body's doing something else too. So you're kind of like multitasking, which sometimes I think helps you focus a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah, I love, I love it. I like how you said that those are end up being some of my favorite prayers. That's so cool. They are because I, the most random stuff will pop into my head. I feel like while I'm in there and I don't have enough time for my mind to wander, you know, like I think the time restraint kind of helps me sometimes. And plus, like I said, like your body's doing something, there's music playing in the background and sometimes having something to block out helps me focus more. I, like, love that little prayer session that I get (laughs) inside Ride Society every time I take a class. Do you have an instructor that you tend to keep going back to? Not that you have a favorite, but you just tend to be like, I like their class. Um, They're also great. I mean, Claire's class is for sure my favorite. But they're all so great. Because everyone has a different style. Oh, yeah. Because I'm following them on Spotify, and they all have their... I didn't even know that that was a thing. That's awesome. I am trying to get more people on Spotify because you can see what your friends are playing. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the most fun thing. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Everyone's class is totally different. I agree. Which Mm -hmm. is is funny because I feel like you wouldn't think it could be that different because you're just like you're on a bike the whole time no matter what. But everyone has their own style of music, their own like pace for the class. So yeah, it is cool to see how, how the classes are different. But you yeah. were not paid to say any of these things. I that was, was not. That, that was, was the best plug all ever. Heartfelt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Yeah, I was gonna say like you're always in their Instagram stories too. When they always tag you, I love it. They always want to take a fit. Like somebody always wants to take a picture after class, and I'm like, I look like a boy right now. No, like, you I, don't. You look I, great. Wait, everyone is always like, I. I'm like always not cute in the in the post, but I'm down to take a picture. It's fine. No, I, don't care. I love it. Uh, one of the things besides your service that I was going to thank you for was we were talking about the 5K. This past fall, um, I had started taking school full-time, which sounds so stupid compared to people who've been doing school full-time, but it was such a different mm-hmm. time in my life where I was working and also married, and I had been in the pattern of, of going to school part-time, which I've, I've graduated now, but... I remember that afternoon that we were in the, I was in the car and I was talking to you about this and you kind of gave me just a great pep talk of like, just keep going. You're doing great. 
I don't even know if you remember that, but it was... I do. I do remember it. And I mean, thank you for inviting me to the 5K because I wouldn't have even <laughs> gone if it weren't for you. But yeah, that was a fun day. Because I was that was a heavy couple of weeks starting school and getting into that pattern. And then to see someone like you who's so accomplished and who's so humble and who's out there killing it, you know, literally with the things that you're doing, living for Jesus having an awesome career, befriending people and putting your heart out there. And then to have you come alongside me, even for a couple of hours, that was so impactful and truly showed your heart of like what you're all about. And I just want to say like, thank you for that. Cause I won't, I don't, I didn't forget that. And I won't forget that because if it weren't for people like you who just kind of picked me up, it would have been harder than what it ended up being. I had a lot of fun that day too. So yeah, thank for you. Sure. I, did well. you know I went and got my nails done after that too? Because you, no. yeah, because you. Always, I do remember us talking about. Yeah, nails. I just did it because I was I was not I was in pain and I was like do something yeah, but like oh that, that's a seven thing too though just to like <laughs> just to do this. like, like I was like avoid oh. pain at all costs. <laughs> I avoid pain at all costs and you always have your nails done so I was like I'm gonna go get my nails done. Is there anything else you want to add before I ask you the final question? You've been doing um, great, by the way. These are yeah, thanks. You're you're a great conversationalist. You're great at this. <laughs> I remember us talking about that too. Did we talk about Oprah's podcast that time? No, but I love Oprah's okay, podcast. Okay, I I do too. And I feel like I I remember us talking about you starting this whole thing and how I don't I mean I don't remember what podcast maybe we were talking about, but I just remember us talking about it in general yeah. and how you wanted to get better at interviewing people and mm-hmm. things like that. And I mean, I have nothing to compare it to because I never, I didn't really, I don't know what you were like at the time, but you're like, you're great at it. So, oh, yeah. thank you. I'm trying so hard and no, it's great. Thank you. I'm, it is such a work in progress, but thank you for saying that. Yeah. I'm yeah. learning with every interview, the different style and I just want to be a better listener. It's a work in progress. Let's just say yeah. that. But I receive it <laughs> and I'm grateful is. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. The final question that I always ask is, where is God still with you? So where is God still with you, Kara? As many times as I have been doubtful about this whole process and been unsure or like untrusting or all these different things, like God is still there, you know? And every time that I come back around, he's like... I told you, you know, it was going to be fine. Like, he's been telling me that all along. I, like, continually kind of find myself in that spot, as especially, I think, so early on in, like, my Air Force career where things are still yeah. panning out. Like, I, you know, like, just not finding out more specifically what my job is and things like that. It seems like some days I switch back and forth every 30 seconds or so between, like, okay, God's got this, and then the next second I'm, like, freaking out again because I'm, like, thank it's you not going to work out. Thank you for being like, honest about that because oh, that's me too. Yeah. Flips so quickly. And I'll have like a great conversation with someone, you know, like my mentor or somebody else will talk me down off a ledge. And then like 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not going to work out. You know, like nothing about him changes or his, his process or his plan or the fact that he's got me like that's never changed. And so that he's still here. He's still with me, you know? Yeah, 100%. And again, I think that's so, you are living a life that's so evident that you are um, not holding anything back in pointing directly to him, that it's very clear. And I am really interested to see what those big plans are, especially now that I even hear that you and your mentor (laughs) are like avidly talking about them. Like it is a date that's set in time. I'm so excited. 
to see how that plays out. I'm gonna miss you when you're gone. The city's gonna miss you. Liberty's gonna miss you. And I'm so grateful for our friendship. Thank and you. And thanks for doing this. And happy 4th of July. Yeah, happy 4th of July. Thanks for having me. It was very fun. One of my favorite parts of recording for the podcast is being able to collect conversations and kind of capture them in time. And this for sure is one of my favorite episodes that did just that. Kara is simply amazing, as I've told you, and I love her heart for loving people and mentoring people and being so intentional. I even love that Miss Pat from NAS got to pop on the pod as well. As I said, I love collecting memories and that for sure was one. I want to take a moment and apologize for the two-week gap of the show not being released. That break was unexpected, but I definitely needed time to heal, pray, process, and prep for a few things in the future, as well as processing some things that are going on in my family right now, the loss of a loved one, and also with my brother's deployment. So I appreciate you guys hanging with me and for all of your prayers and support for him and my family during this season. And if you're new to the pod, hello, I am Coley and I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media. I am at Coley Browning or you can visit my website, coleybrowning.com. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. I would love to connect with you. Making friends through the podcast is one of my favorite things to do. And also on my website, you can find all of the show notes. So in every episode, guests will often mention books or music or podcasts or speakers. Any name drop that's mentioned, I usually will plug it in the show notes, which again can be found along with more information about Kara and her life are on my website. I create show notes for every single episode of Still With You. So please go check that out. It's at coleybrowning.com. I hope you all have the best 4th of July holiday. Please do not shoot a firework into the ground like Kara's family did a few years ago. That would be so bad. But please do thank a veteran. They are people who are very close to my heart and I hope they are to you as well. That wraps up this episode of Still With You. You guys are the best. Thanks for being here. Please go into this world and be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you.